I'm Alex Del Sordo. I'm Alex Del Sordo. I'm Alex Del Sordo. And we have, but we have just Eddie. It's Kevin Sauer. Needed to France. Eric Murray. It's Mahe Drysdale. It is Sir Matthew Pinson. Thank you for being here. I'm Alex Del Sordo with Rower's Choice. And I, we get to do this all the time. This is awesome. I get to talk to sometimes random coaches, sometimes coaches that I have a connection with that I didn't realize I had a connection with. And today is one of those things. Today I have someone with me who, a South Jersey native, someone that that were in the back bays and the marshes of where I grew up and we shared a boathouse. However, I hate to put you on the spot, she is older than I am. So unfortunately we never crossed paths, but this is, uh, this is Debbie Prouse at Liberty University. Uh, Debbie, this is exciting. I, I We have so much to talk about, but thank you for doing this with me today. Thank you for having me, Alex. It's a, it's a pleasure. I did not realize that um, that when I met CJ, that he was actually involved in this podcast. So this is kind of really cool. And uh, I've been a listener for a long time now. So to oh. actually be chatting with you is, is a, a pleasure. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Debbie, we've been doing this a long time. It feels like a grind and we don't get a whole lot of like, hey, great job, thank you so much for doing this. So that was really nice to hear. Um, now I know the answer because I, I just know the answer, but where were you and when was it when you had your first stroke in a rowing boat? Uh, that would have been um, my freshman year of high school, yeah. uh, spring of 1984. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the, yeah. Where were you in spring of 84? Okay. So, um, Brigantine Rowing Club, uh, rowing for Holy Spirit Girls Crew in its second year of existence. So, when I was an eighth grader, um, I had heard uh, that, you know, the girls' team, they were trying to get a girls' team together. And then, so, um, my brother, Bob, actually rode for Spirit Boys um, prior to me. He's four years older than I am. So I had been watching him row. Um, like this. So he was in, this is like Henley time, like Holy yes. Spirit, you know, they are going to Henley. Yes, he went to Henley with the boys so, team. Think about, okay, now <laughs> South Jersey, this is so exciting. Like that was the thing to do. You were lifeguards yep. and you rode crew. That yep. was it. Right. So you're coming in in a time when uh, what I think is the rise of South Jersey speed. Right. Yeah. I mean, does, sure. that, does that mean, yeah. does that make sense? So you, you're this, you were the second year at Spirit. I mean, who was your crew? Who was a coach back then? So at the time, um, Brad Crest was the coach. Uh, yeah. He is now coaching Stockton, right? Yeah. Men's. Uh -huh. Yep. Um, yep. So he was my first rowing coach. And I, I tell the story to my team all the time, uh, my novices, because being a not like, okay, I'm 53. So let's do the math. How long ago was my first stroke? Like, I can barely remember it, but there are some vivid memories 36, that I have. 30, 36, 36, 37 <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Um, so, you know, getting in the boat, I remember. Um, so I was kind of late to the game because they, you know, uh, they had had a year prior of rowing. And then um, I didn't row my fall, my freshman year. I was honestly like a little bit 
I'll just say like a little scared. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Like this, uh, you know, you're out on the water in a boat, blah, blah, blah. So I had been a swimmer for years. Um, so I swam my freshman year uh, for Holy Spirit. And then somehow my friends convinced me like, you got to come out, you got to come out. So my first day on the water, they put me in a boat. The girl in front of me was like, hold the oar like this. When you row, you twist your hand like this and you come up and down the slide. You know, I was like, what? And, um, and so basically I think they just threw me in that boat because they had, someone was absent or something. I don't know. So I basically was a placeholder. Don't think I even took one full stroke that day. I just like literally sat there, uh, freezing my butt off, um, in March <laughs> in Brigantine. People don't realize how cold it is. <laughs> along the shore in March. I mean, I remember vividly taking my first stroke in 1999. So, okay, a little bit later than you, but in 1999. And like my fingers just, just I couldn't open my hands after that row. I mean, we're, we're, we're rowing there in, yeah, March of 1990 or 2000. So yeah. that's off to you for, for sticking with it. Um, did you have was- a lot of success at, at Spirit in those, in those four years? We actually did. I mean, you know, my first year, I remember um, I, for somehow I managed to row in the varsity eight that year. I think just because like I had been a swimmer, I had good cardio and they were like, she's a, uh, you know, five eleven, she'll pick it up. Like, we're just going to put her in there and she, <laughs> she can move some water. We'll be good. I think we, we placed, we got a bronze that year at the schoolboy nationals, um, down at St. Andrews, right? That's where they were. I don't know if they still are, but anyways, um, we got a bronze. Um, My sophomore year, we had some issues with registration. Unfortunately, we did not get to race that year. Uh, My junior year, we won the gold um, down at Aquaquan. And then my senior year, we actually won the silver. So we had some good good times um, for a new, and, and you know, a lot of those high school programs were new for girls at that time. So I feel like we were all kind of getting in on it at the, about the same time, you know. Um, They're incredibly like, new. I mean, you're talking, you're talking like late 80s. Yeah. I mean, rowing was fairly new anyway in the United States. I mean, yes, it's been around for 50, 50 something <laughs> years, but yeah. for hundreds of years at that point. But like, it's funny, South Jersey really didn't have it except Stan Bergman at Spirit winning 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 um and but 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 you guys rode at different did you guys row in different places at the yes. time in so the men were down at viking right yes the they were they were in ventnor at viking right and we yeah. were at brigantine and uh apparently this is like the rumor you know when we were girls you know father D'Amico was a big uh influence on father the team he, he helped <laughs> what an, oh my gosh what a name i love this so he did, apparently he did not like the girls. He did not want a girls team. He did not think girls should be rowing, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, it was a big, you know, it was a big effort on the part of the parents to get that team rolling and uh, kudos to them for giving us the opportunity because I tell you what, without rowing, I don't, I mean, my life would have taken a big drastic turn in another direction. So I am super grateful for, um, I don't know if you know the name Ed Rehill, but he was also- Are you um, Of course I yeah. do. So he was instrumental in our program as well, um, getting us in the Brigantine Boathouse. That's a, that, that's exciting. I love the names because it's like, my gosh, it's like flooding me with memories. Um, okay, so you, you do Spirit and I, I believe you're, I believe I looked at, I looked through your sort of profile, I do this, I do some research and then you went to BU, you went, you went to Boston. That's a, 
That's a big deal. I mean, did you continue your rowing career up in Boston? Is that where you? I did. Yeah, absolutely. So um, having my brother, you know, kind of, I was kind of following his life and his rowing career and he would, um, you know, he would, while I was in high school and I'm rowing and he's rowing at Penn, I would go up to head of the Charles, you know, to watch him um, row with Penn and just always loved the feel and the energy of Boston. And so when it came time to look at schools, um, Boston University was definitely on my list. I was also looking at University of uh, Washington, Seattle, no. University of Wisconsin. Um, I, I visited those schools, but man, they were so far away. And I just thought, uh, you know, that's kind of kind of a long, long ways away from home. Um, Penn didn't accept me. So that was, Penn was out. Yale was out. They didn't accept me either. So those sons of guns, man, what they missed uh, out on. Oh. So lo and behold, I get accepted to BU. Um, at the time, Stuart McDonald was the coach. Um, so I rode for him my freshman year. Um, we did okay. Um, I was one of the young ones in the V8 my freshman year. And then uh, sophomore year comes around. We have a major coaching change. Um, Anna Considine, who was the freshman coach, became the, the head coach for the women. And um, with the coaching change, a lot of people fell off the team. Um, so that was like a huge rebuilding year. We were just like, trash that year we it was just it was rough so rebuilding year sophomore year rebuilding so where were year. you where were you on that spectrum were you on the spectrum of i really like the new coach or were you on the side like oh why the heck did this happen i i think because i was only with stewart for a year i was fine with it like i thought anna was awesome and i still think she hung the moon for us like she she was amazing and um I don't know if you know Anna Considine, but she is uh, from Polish descent, or she came from Poland. So she very broken English when she was coaching us. So we have, when we get together with the team, we have lots of Anna stories, how she would relay how to row to us and her terminology and everything was just fascinating, but she was incredible. She took no crap from anybody and she was just all business and I loved her. And um, so junior year was kind of a rebuilding year. We didn't, I don't believe we really had anybody graduate my junior year. So senior year, uh, we had an incredible year. We were pretty much undefeated um, fall and spring, uh, except for I think at ahead of the Schuylkill and ahead of the Charles, I think like a national team boat beat us or something like that. But I mean, we had the, this the most incredible, incredible year. Um, and I, I know that. Are you still connected to those women in, from that from that year? Absolutely. Yes, uh, like several, several of them. You can't, you can't get away from that, right? Like it's something that is just, you experience that and they're your best friends for life. Um, Absolutely. How about, how about high school girls? Like, do you still, are you still connected to some of the old spirit uh, teammates? Absolutely. In fact, um, funny you should ask that because at the head of the Charles uh, in what, 2019 and then this past year, we got, um, I was able to row in the director's challenge, right? The mixed oh, eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so um, Sarah Field, uh, Sarah Baker, Sullivan, and Sue Rawcliffe and I were the, the four females in that boat. And I went to Spirit with Sarah Baker Sullivan. So we both, yeah, we went to Spirit together and then on to BU together. So, and she was in the boat with me when we won nationals um, in 91. So we, we, we are friends from long ago. My mom actually was the nurse who delivered Sarah Baker's 
uh, youngest brother. And so like, that's like going way back. So yeah, oh, Sarah's, okay. Sarah's great. We're, we remain close friends to this day. So you win nationals in 91. You must be just over the moon. You, you, you just, you got to feel like Wonder Woman at this point, right? Like nothing can stop me. What, what happens in 92? What happens in 93? What do you do? What's going on? So funny enough, um, I, I got married to the love of my life, Jeff Prouse, and I decided to hang up the oars and I was a Marine Corps wife. Um, wow. <laughs> so I literally like 91, win nationals, get on a plane, fly down to Pensacola, Florida. Jeff is in Marine Corps, heli uh, Marine Corps flight school. Boom. So my rowing career just like flied and died, ended. <laughs> Wow. Pull the rug, pull the rug out from under me. I, you know, I had had, I had been to some junior camps. I had been to a pre-elite camp. I really, I loved rowing. It was a passion. Um, but after, I think after eight years, I was kind of like, I think, I don't, I don't know if I can go any further. I don't know if I can go. This is wild to me. So fun. <laughs> so you had a Polish descent coach with broken English, right? You guys grind it out. You win nationals. 92 Olympics are around the corner. And I can't imagine what it's like from a national team coach perspective. I mean, like you have a five foot 11 national team winner, like national winner, and they're not coming after you and saying, Hey, jump in the four, come on, jump in the quad. Let's get in the eight. Let's build something you just, you just said, nah, I'm good. See you later. Yeah, that was it. Boom. Wow. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can't do that. So now there's, you, you said, you said something, you said you did some national team stuff and junior national, I think somewhere in there, um, there was this like us, the like uh, Olympic sport festival or something like I, I can you tell me what yes. that is and who your coach was? Back right. Then? Absolutely. So, um, I believe it was 1985. I think I was a, oh, a soph sophomore in high school. I went out to Seattle for a junior camp. Um, for two week junior national camp, went out there, uh, didn't make the eight, but what I did make was a four to something called the uh, Olympic sports fest. That's what it was called at the time. And so they don't do it anymore. It was, it was so much fun. It was like a US Olympics. They had all the sports and you were either on the North team, the South, the East or the West. They gave you all this gear. You were like in your little tanks and your trowel and everything. And you were, you were, and you were representing one of the four quadrants of the U S right. And so, but I went out to camp and I made the camp boat to the Olympic or the sports fest. Right. So everybody disperses from camp. You go your separate ways. You train on your own. You show up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, <laughs> and they give you a coach. Uh, so the four, the, the four other women that girls that made the boat, we all show up, we meet up and our coach, I know, you know, this person, cause you've interviewed him and his name is a uh, coach, John Boncari, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> so this booming Italian personality booming. is our coach booming. That's right. Dynamic booming coach. Right. So we don't, I don't think we know what to think, but somehow he wins us over. We drank the John Boncari Kool-Aid and we just bought into everything he said, and we ended up with a gold medal at this sports festival. That's unbelievable. I can't, I actually can't call him John or Van Carey. He's coach. He's coached Aww. me, he coached me for the rest of my life. And uh, talk about Kool-Aid. This man shows up in my fucking house 
after crew practice one day, and he is, it's not just his physical, you know, presence, it's his, it's his emotional presence. He filled my living room and we're eating pizza. And he says, you're coming a row for me now. And I, and I'm just like, okay. And I just like start like walking to him. Like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm doing that now. Uh, I can imagine how much more youth he had in him in 1985, right? Like I caught him when he was, gosh, I don't know. He was already married at the time. He had kids. So yeah, I mean, he, he must've had him like at his, his peak peak, like just in, intense. Oh, I'm jealous. And at, the, at the time, I guess I didn't realize that he was from the South Jersey area too, because at the time <laughs> I, I, I can't recollect who he was coaching for. Was it Marietta at that time? No, no, he was, no, no he was in some uh, Midwest team. I, I, I forget. He was not there yet at Marietta. No. Oh, okay. Okay. So Wichita, anyway. maybe I don't know. I for, I forget uh, where he was, but it was it, it was a different time. But wow, okay. So you did this thing called Olympic Sport Fest. Yeah. I, they don't do that anymore, obviously. That's like not a thing. Um, okay, so ninety one, you marry the love of your life. Ninety two, you're gone. When do you get back to rowing? Because that's that's a. Well, I just still can't believe that you were <laughs> so much success, and you're like, nah, I'm good. See you later. <laughs> Yes. I'm, 30, I'm, I'm going to be 36 in like two weeks and I'm still training to win some ridiculous weight. I just can't get away from it. Well, I, you know, and I tell you what, I was so over it. I didn't sit on an erg for years and years and years. Like I was like, what nope. years, like a decade, maybe like more, like, what was it? Well, I, I, I bought my own erg like a couple of years ago. So, I mean, I, I didn't sit on one for a long, long time. Um, I had just had enough of it, you know? Um, but I, I just, I think it's once it's in your blood, it doesn't get out. So fast, fast, fast forward to 2015. Um, my husband and I moved to a place called Smith Mountain Lake, Virginia. It's in Southwestern Virginia. It's very rural. Uh, he's retired. We've moved. Kids are in middle school. Our, we have two boys. Um, and what university is right down the road 30 miles away is uh, a place called Liberty University, which really didn't know anything about. Um, my husband starts coaching um, youth hockey out of Liberty. Oh. Wow. Okay. okay. So, okay. so okay. here's a weird twist, right? So he meets the athletic directors of club sports at Liberty. They yeah. also coach youth hockey. Okay. So they coach youth hockey, they're athletic directors for club sports. They, Jeff finds out they have a rowing team. He comes home, he's like, you'll never believe what Liberty University has. They have a rowing team. And guess what? They need a coach. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how that, that what brought me back to rowing is coaching um, wow. after so many years, right? So- I mean, that's, uh, that's a lifetime, that's a lifetime. Yeah. So they took a chance on me because, you know, I haven't been in the rowing world in forever. So um, they took a chance on me. So 2015, the fall of 2015 was my first year coaching uh, Liberty. Um, it's a small club program. Um, right. We, you know, we in the ACRA division. Um, and I'm telling you what, I'm just having a blast with it. It's, it's, it's so good to be back. I love the connections. I'm reconnecting like with so many people that, you know, from years past and I'm rowing too now, which is incredible. It's awesome. So, okay. This is, this is, this is, this is wild to me. Um, 
you know, I, I can't imagine like you dusting off your resume and like sitting down with like Liberty and be like, well, I was a national champion. I don't know, like a lifetime ago. And <laughs> I wrote for one of the best teams ever. And okay. So you jump in now you're, you're, I want to say you're new. I want to say you're new to, to rowing, right? Cause a lot changed from 92 to 2015. Did you call on friends on old coaches and saying, I need some help? Did you ever, or was it, were you kind of just, I guess, too proud in a way? And that's not a negative tone, but like, were you just too proud? Like, I'm just gonna do it myself. I got it figured out. Oh no. I called up uh, <laughs> okay. several friends. Um, yeah. And I called up one friend in particular. He, you, I'm sure you know who he is. He uh, coaches the Drexel team and um, his name is Paul Savelle. I went to Holy Spirit with Paul Savelle. Of course. You know that name, right? Of course. <laughs> do I know that name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I called Paul and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like, do you, do you even think I have a chance like to get this job? And he's like, dad, look at your rowing pedigree. Like, come on. And then, and I was like, well, I'm just, I'm just like worried about the changes and yada, yada. He says, dad, they still call the catch, the catch. It's no big deal. You're going to be fine. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, <laughs> as long as the basics are still there, I think I can do it. Um, but yeah, I call on a lot of friends. I, I am not too proud to reach out. Um, uh, I have a friend, Dave Lefebvre also, who he's coaches Merrimack women. He rode for BU. Um, I talk to him quite frequently. Um, I also, um, this is funny. I met, um, Kevin Sauer. I know you contact, you know, you guys talk, um, with him as well, but he rented a boat from us one year. Uh, I own a boat rental company down at Smith Mountain Lake and in walks one summer in walks this tall, slim, slender looking guy, you know, and I look at him, I'm like, did you ever row? I say, and he goes, yes, I did. And he goes, and come, you know, I'm, we just won the national championships. UVA women just won the NCAA national championships. I was like, oh my gosh. So from then, since then I've, uh, seen Kevin a lot on his summer vacations. He comes to Smith Mountain Lake, rents boats, chat with him. I've had some ride-alongs with him at UVA, just trying to get some mentorship and just trying to get some, just to glean some of his wisdom, you know. Um, got to watch him coach the U23 camp up there um, in Charlottesville a couple of summers ago, which was super fun. So yeah, there are definitely people out there who are willing to help and answer questions um, when I have them. So I, I, I don't hesitate to seek out help. <laughs> you're, 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 hit, you're hitting me with some names of, of people that like have a lot of experience winning at a high level. So that's, I mean, that, that's great. And, and one thing you said was, uh, I'm not too proud. I think junior coaches really need to hear that. Um, our sport is so tiny. Our sport, we all want other teams to be successful, right? Like, as much as Kevin wants to win the national championship, he's happy that Texas wins. He's happy that the sport continues to drive and change people's lives, right? So it's, I love that you're able to reach out to these people um, and continue to grow your, your team on a, but, but you're a club sport. So one of the questions I had for you here is, um, what's your biggest challenge running a club program? Is it the funds? Is it the not getting athletes to like, you know, buy into the culture, like it's a club team. So it's a little bit different of a vibe than like an NCAA division one, two or three team. What's your biggest challenge? Absolutely. I think it's been recruiting, um, trying to find kids that uh, I do get a, like a sprinkling of kids that have had rowing experience. 
But I also find that kids that have had rowing experience that come to Liberty don't necessarily want to row anymore. They've had enough. They're mm -hmm. done. So I'm really reaching out to those kids that have never rowed before. A lot and, of and that's like that's like kids that just choose to go to Liberty. Not right. you're not recruiting like some some kid in high school, right? Like I said, there's a couple every year that I might have recruited. You know that uh, that that do want to come to Liberty that have rowed. But most of the time, it's novices that have never touched an oar. Um, so, so my spiel to them when they come out to the informational meeting is like, they're so, this is a sport that you don't have to have experience. You can be successful and pick up an oar for the very first time and have success and be a part of an amazing team and a, an amazing sport. And I think, I, I kind of hope that my love for the sport like gets they they see that and they're like oh that's their the hook maybe that the catch that yeah. maybe brings them in i also say that it's easy to make the team it's hard to stay on the team i i hmm. typically don't have to cut anyone when they come to tryouts i just keep them all and they sort of make the decision is this for them um can they handle it because even though we're club level i feel like we still hold them to a high standard um of athleticism and workouts and um you know all, all the necessary things you need to be successful right for a crew team the one downside i will say is our we have a little bit of a commute out to the lake where we row right now um they're on a bus liberty gives us a they, they do transport us to the lake which is fantastic um funding for us we're so blessed for liberty they they treat us uh, they fund us like they we have a nice budget we don't yeah. have to beg borrow steal for rides to races they uh, you know it comes out of our budget but they we have a show up in a nice bus you know we have great equipment like we're so thankful um that we have that so i try to tell the kids like yeah you, you might not be getting scholarships but you're treated very well by your university. So how did you how did you fare in the uh, just like anybody like the pandemic? Like, did your team we it, like this accordion effect of like oh you lost them and now you're building back up again? Like yes, was, absolutely. We lost a bunch of kids that didn't necessarily want to row during COVID. Um, so I think we were down to like five kids at the at, you know during COVID. Um, we had some small boats, so that was great. They got to learn how to scull. You know, we just tried to make the most of it for the kids that were there. I didn't um, want them to really feel the effects in a rowing sense. So we we still got to row. Um, we definitely dialed it back a little bit. We still train and stuff, but we we dialed it back. The Where are you at now? What's your, what's your team size now? Um, we this year we started out with 27 on the roster. Um, I think we're down we're down to 25 on the roster now. Um, so it was awesome. We we were out. We had a men's novice eight, a women's novice eight a men's varsity four and a women's varsity four. It was awesome. Wow. Like it was an incredible fall. We had so much fun. It was so great to have all these new faces and excited faces. And um, so we're really looking forward to moving into springtime and, and keeping that are, momentum. Are you one coach for 27, 25 kids? No, I do have an assistant coach, coach uh, Tori Drumheller. She's been fantastic. She actually rode on um, our women's team. Uh, in 2019 um and then stayed in lynchburg and came to coach for us so she's a huge asset um she bridges the gap with me with the age thing you know she she helps out being um a, an ear that they can listen to someone closer to their age because sometimes i feel like you know i'm a little, a little older so 
might not be as with it as she is. <laughs> a little older. Uh, I've been with it. <laughs> you know, this is funny. I, I, I'm like, I, I take a lot of notes, right? And I, I just, I can't, I'm stuck on this whole thing of like, you were so successful. Yeah. And then you were gone. And like, there's this like gap. And then you're like, well, screw it. I'm just going to jump in. And now, and now you're having fun again. I mean, do you, I don't want to say you regret because like that's a bad word, but do you think your life would have been different if you kept rowing in that 92, like 94 era? Like, do you, do you think you would have just stayed on board and maybe gone somewhere else and done other things? Like it's a, it, what a wild time. I know, you know, I mean, love does crazy things to you, Alex, you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I start, I, I was a Marine Corps wife, you know, it was, I, I don't, I don't regret um, not going um, on and pursuing uh, rowing any further. I think it was, I think it was definitely my time to, to, to bug out for a bit. Um, and I, I don't regret it because I, my Marine Corps life with my husband and my kids, we had adventures and I got to do things that were amazing and got to meet amazing people. Um, you know, my son is now a Marine. Like that was, that was an amazing, oh that was a great life. Yeah. So he's a second Lieutenant just pinned on second Lieutenant. So he's going to flight school in February. So it's, it's, um, it, it was a great road, but I'm so happy that it just came full circle and I got to come back to something that I absolutely love. Um, as my husband says, he's like, he'll say, he'll walk in and I'm watching some rowing video, some, you know, head of the Charles coxed by Yaz Farouk team, you know, that, and I'm just on the edge of my seat. And he's like, this never gets old for you, does it? And I'm like, nope, it never does. <laughs> Last question, because uh, I love this love do does crazy things to you. I, I think that's the title of this damn podcast. Um, do you, do you, do you get back to uh, spirit in South Jersey and, and, and the roots a little bit? I mean, do you get back there at all? And um, I do. I do for, you know, class reunions. That's about it. So my last yeah. class reunion was a 30 year. I went back. Um, this is a funny story. I went back to the Brigantine Boathouse and it was locked. So I couldn't get in there. I've seen, see, they've done some renovations and everything looks great. And I go back around the backside and I see upside down laying on the ground is the boat that I rode. Like it was wow. brand new when we got it my sophomore year, I think it was, um, laying on the ground. And it was named after um, one of the parents, um, the Rita McDevitt, who actually started, helped to start oh, the program, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I remember I told Paul Savelle, I saw him at the reunion, I said, Paul, you'll never believe this. The Rita McDevitt was on the ground. He said, Deb, <laughs> that boat is 30 plus years old. Get over it. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. The Rita McDevitt. I mean, gosh, the names, gosh, the names, the names of these people, Ed Rehill and, and uh, oh my gosh, the McDevitts. Like this is, it's such a funny, like you were there when these families were growing the sport that I bought into in the late nineties, early two thousands. That's awesome. Oh, I love That's it. So cool. Yeah. I mean, this Pretty has been well. a wonderful time. I think the lesson here, besides love makes you do crazy things, is <laughs> if you're listening to this and or you're watching this and maybe you haven't touched an oar for 20 or 30 years, get back on it. Grab an oar. 
start rowing. Debbie, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Thanks, this. Alex. Thanks for having me. And that is he, that is us here at Rowers Choice. If you want to get a hold of Debbie, she's down somewhere in Southwest Virginia. I don't know. Liberty University. Learn more about their awesome club that is funded by the school, which is very unique. More from us uh, next time around. See you. I'm Alex Del Sordo. I'm Alex Del Sordo. I'm Alex Del Sordo. It's Kevin Sauer. Eric Murray. It's Mahe Drysdale. It is Sir Matthew Pinson. Thank you for being here.